The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Hopefully you are enjoying your weekend, doing something fun and exciting. Uh, it's graduation time, so all the high schools, my son is graduating next week, uh, and I know all the high schools around Central Oregon are having a graduation sometime next week, and so hopefully you are all out there being safe. You hear me, everybody, Finn especially, and all his buddies. Hopefully everybody, you guys have good futures ahead of you. Be smart. Call me. You can call me or call an Uber. Uh, if you don't want to call your parents, call me. I won't judge because, boy, oh, boy, I've been there. All right. Uh, you know, Fidelity did a study, and they looked at uh, – well, Fidelity is the biggest, I should say. Fidelity is the biggest uh, 401K provider in the world. They have the most 401K assets of any provider that's out there. Um, and they did a study, and they found that uh, in 2023 so far – the number of people taking hardship withdrawals from their 401k jumped 33% from a year ago. And so what a hardship withdrawal is, you can say, most plans have this as an option. You can say, you know, I have something going on in my life where I have a hardship and I need to take a withdrawal from my 401k. Um, and you and so it's you can either do it as a loan where you have to pay it back. Um, but you know, what's happening is, is people are doing it, they get themselves in credit card debt or whatever. And they, they say, I'm going to take a hardship withdrawal and pay my credit card debt. Well, it's like, don't, aren't you, now that your credit card's at zero, you're probably just going to recreate that. Um, and you think of this 401k as, as a piggy, piggy bank. And then the other thing is, is what happens is then they can lose their job and then that becomes a distribution and then they have to pay taxes and penalties that can total 40%. And it becomes this vicious, vicious spiral. So, a 401k is just for retirement. Like the, the penalties access that money are very steep, rightfully so, uh, because uh, the government knows when they created the 401k that they needed to create big speed bumps in order for people to leave that money there. So, can, you, you know, you, the reason for an emergency fund is so you never have to tap your retirement accounts because if you tap them before you're 59 and a half, the penalty is very steep. So the highest amount of Americans... Um, are tapping their 401ks and than ever before, and that's with an unemployment rate at 3.7%. So, you know, if we do have a recession, um, you know, that emergency fund is going to become all that more important. And if you tap your 401k, uh, remember that there's a lot of consequence to that, and it's none of it's good uh, if that becomes a distribution and you're not 59 and a half. Those are set up for retirement. There are speed bumps in place to keep them for retirement. Do not touch those. That should be sort of the last pile of money. Think about it. Don't think about it as like, oh, I can go get that money from my 401k. No, 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 no. But if you, you know, especially if you're paying off consumer debt that you accrue, you know, buying flip flops and going on vacations, like, come on, come on, man. Right. <laughs> Americans just are so bad at being at delaying gratification. It's such a funny thing. We're just so bad at it. The marshmallow test is a hard one. Yeah, the marsh for Josh. What Josh is talking about is they put kids in a room. We should do it with adults, right? And, and instead of marshmallows, I guess we can put like whiskey or something, whatever adults really should like. Do it with candy in our office. So yeah, well, you would our, you I'd would fail, fail every, every time. But the marshmallow <laughs> test is they, you know, they 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 put a kid in a room with camera and they say, you know, they put a marshmallow in front of the kid and they say, okay, I'm gonna come back in two minutes. And if the marshmallow, you don't eat the marshmallow, you get to get two marshmallows. And so it's always funny to watch these kids squirm to not eat the marshmallow. Grace, but Grace and pass. But we'll Josh's see, son, see how, see how he, Matthias does. he did it at two and he passed. But I want to see, 
now that he's four, let's try it again because <laughs> I think he has less control now than he had then. He's sort of less compliant at four than he was at two. It's turning, because, turning into me. Because he knows all the bad words, which is pretty great for when you hear a four-year-old use the F word. It's pretty great. His mother doesn't like it too much, but I think it's the funniest thing I've ever Th seen. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> no, Josh's mom, not, his, not Grayson's mom. Okay, so let's talk about the active versus passive debate. And so first, Josh, please describe... What, I, know, I know most people hopefully know what, the, what we mean by this, but what, describe the difference between active money management and passive money management. Uh, active money management is delegating the authority to a professional money manager within usually the context of a mutual fund uh, to buy and sell individual stocks on your behalf. Um, you can pick a, pick a category and you know the mutual fund manager is going to have to follow the mandate uh, laid out in the prospectus of the fund. But the idea is that they are trying to so-called beat the market or be, keep in line with the objectives established by the fund. But uh, the active decision is made by the portfolio manager themselves, and they are relative to a benchmark. And so. they're picking securities that they think are going to you know, go uh, – that they're, they're cheap because they're a value manager and they think they're going to go up. Or they're a growth manager and they're trying to pick the best stocks in the growth universe. But they are, they are actively trying to beat, like Josh said, the market with their picks. Or their, or their particular benchmark. It could be a small cap manager trying to beat the Russell 2000 or uh, an international development manager or what, what, what have you. But the idea behind passive investing, of course, is just passively owning. Owning an index, and so uh, in the instance of say large cap stocks, you know that'd be you buying the entire S and P 500. Usually, passive funds are what is called market cap weighted. All market cap weighting means is that you own companies in proportion to their size. So uh, when you know McGraw Hill's S and P 500 index committee meets. They make a bunch of weightings and they say Apple, because it's the largest stock in the S&P 500, that's going to be the biggest weighting and so on and so forth. And so Apple would maybe represent 7% of the entire index. And then the next biggest company, Microsoft, uh, might represent 5% of the index. Uh, and you go down the list. Amazon might uh, represent you know 4% of the index. But the idea is that you're not making a bet on one particular business. You're just weighting them in proportion to their size relative to the whole market. And that is, is passive investing. You're not making choices. There's a choice that goes into the index construction. And that's something we talked about earlier this show. But uh, the idea behind passive investing is you're not bu making buy or sell decisions relative to individual stocks and your perception of whether or not they're going to outperform or underperform. Yeah, so passive management obviously is going to be a lot cheaper because there's not a man or a woman doing a bunch of research and trying to decide which stock to own or not own. It is just, in, in Josh's example, the S&P 500 owning the 500 biggest companies in the world. And so that can be obviously automated and it can be essentially free. Uh, most big providers offer the S&P free or really close to free. So, you know, in our world, when we think about it, and, I, and here's the deal, I, I came up in the business uh, in the late 90s, um, believing in active money management. I was a huge Buffett fan, and obviously Buffett has outperformed the market with Berkshire Hathaway, but I was I was a wholehearted believer in active money management, and I thought that, you know, it was worth paying the extra money. But, you know, over time, as I've learned more and I've really d done the research and looked at the numbers, it is overwhelmingly apparent that indexing is the way to go if you know if you want to be a successful investor and you want to be a successful investor on an after-tax basis because remember that manager that's buying and selling um, you know if they're if they're creating gains they have to distribute those gains and so there there's a lot more activity in active money management and th therefore there it is less tax efficient indexing is extremely tax efficient so last i checked the only dollars i can spend are after tax dollars so when josh and i look and you can go look on the spiva just if you type in spiva uh index data in google just spiva s p i v a um it will you can go in there and you can look at the data going back uh, 20 years at active money management versus passive money management versus indexing uh, in diff the different asset classes. So you can look at large cap, mid cap, small cap, international, fixed income. You can look at all the different asset classes that exist out there. And what's overwhelmingly true when you look at this data is that you have to be a passive manager, passive, you know, you have to own passive indexes if you want to have the best performance. And it doesn't seem like it should be true, but it is. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable when you look at this data, the percentage of active money managers that beat the index over time. And remember, 
it's not always the same one. So if it's 4% of the money managers that beat it, it's, it's, it, it changes every time they look at the data because it's different money managers that have beaten it. So the chance of you picking an active manager that beats your benchmark, his or her benchmark over time, is close to zero. You have a better luck getting bit by a shark or, or struck by lightning. All right, if you want to take one of us up on a free retirement view, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your life financial life, that is. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office, 800-743-0988, or go to our quadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the role of bonds in your account, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Wow, buddy, this place is gorgeous. I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer-dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. (laughs) All this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa. Wildfire season is coming. Are you ready? All it takes is one small ember to level a home. Reduce any fire hazards around your home and property to prevent an escaped fire from spreading out of control your home from an oncoming wildfire. It's called defensible space, and it works. Go to keeporegongreen.org to learn more. This fishing season, Central Oregon, Guy's season at Finn and Firefly Shop is in full swing and we're accepting bookings for Lower Deschutes River float trips. If you're new to fly fishing or an experienced angler, you'll enjoy a full day floating the scenic Deschutes River and fishing for feisty redside trout. This is definitely a trip you won't forget. So book online at finnandfire.com or swing into the shop and schedule your trips today. As the summer approaches, look no further than Finn and Fire for everything you need for fly fishing. We have complete fly rod packages starting at $198, and you won't find a larger waiter selection anywhere else in Central Oregon. From Sims, Patagonia, Squala, Grundens, and Orvis, we have the waders and boots you're looking for this season to get you into the river. So swing into the shop and talk with our experienced Fin and Fire staff to get the latest fishing reports and have us steer you in the right direction on your next river outing. Fin and Fire, on Highway 97 in Redmond, or shop with us anytime at finandfire.com. Since 1999, Auto Network Group, ANG and Bend, has been delivering on the American promise of driving excitement. Hi, Fred Johnson here. Auto Network Group buyers scour the market selecting only the best of the best. Cars, trucks, SUVs, vans, and top-of-the-line RVs. They have the brands you can trust. Let Auto Network Group match your active Central Oregon lifestyle with the perfect vehicles for things you love to do. The buying experience at ANG is streamlined. Apply online, get pre-approved financing, select your new late model car, truck, SUV, or RV. And in three easy steps, you can be driving something new. They take pride in their 100% positive feedback rating. Go to angben.com to see their big inventory and see what other satisfied customers have to say. Or stop in today at Auto Network Group, just behind Target on Robo Lane and Bend. Auto Network Group, delivering driving excitement. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. Uh, If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a, a short video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets and how that relates to especially our clients' money, but your money probably as well. Uh, so if you want to get added to that e-newsletter list, 
go to our website. Uh, you don't have to be a client. Just say, add me to your newsletter list. Our website's northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like to be added to that list. So uh, Josh and I talk all the time about time. In, to be a successful investor uh, is all about time in the market rather than trying to time the market, uh, meaning trying to pick when the market's going to be you know, peaking and, and bottoming and all that sort of stuff is just a fool's errand. Uh, we still have clients that think that that's what they're paying us for, and hopefully you don't think that's what you're paying your advisor for. But I'm looking at uh, 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 some data from BlackRock, the big asset manager, um, and they're talking about uh, staying invested uh, versus uh, versus trying to time the market. Um, and they're looking at data from March of 2000 to February so to March of 2020, so a 20-year period. If you had invested $100,000 in the S&P, so if you just stayed invested over that period, where we had some face-ripping bear markets. I mean, if you think about 2000 through 02, where the market lost over 50%, then you think about the global financial crisis, it lost 58% during the global financial crisis. So just huge sell-offs in that 20-year period. Um, but if you stayed fully invested through the, that 20-year period, your 100000 would have gone to 324000 In that 20-year period, if you miss just the 10 best trading days, so 10 days in a 20-year period, your return gets cut in half. It goes to 161000 And if you miss just the 25 best days in that period, a 20-year period, your return goes negative. Your 100000 would have gone to 82000 And so this is what happens to people out there that time in the market. It's, it's not – I mean their returns are abysmal. And so if you miss a really small fraction of the days that matter, if you're not in the market, you have ruined your returns for two decades in most cases. And so – that's why we talk about behavior is the most component, most important component in what you're doing in investing. Staying invested is so important. And, you know, when Josh and I think about it, we talked about it earlier this week before some appointments. Um, our most successful clients, meaning from an investment perspective, are the ones that never make dramatic decisions about their investments. They might have a life, big life change and they make a, a change to their portfolio based on the big life change, but it's never market-based. And in fact, when the market's down, they're the first ones to call us to add more money to their portfolio. So the one thing that all of our successful clients have in common is their behavior. They might be very dramatically different people, but their behavior as it relates to their account is the one thing they all have in common. And you know, so and I can tell you this to I'm blue in the face, and we still get the people that say that this time it's different when the market starts to sell off. It boggles boggles my small little brain. Um, this comes from Charlie Bolello. Uh, so this is talking about the affordability of the housing market because it's changed obviously dramatically, even though we've seen an uptick in house prices recently. It's crazy. Uh, three years ago, the 30-year mortgage rate was three and a quarter percent on it. And existing, or sorry, median existing home price in the U.S. was two hundred eighty-four thousand. Today, the thirty-year mortgage is six point six percent, and the median home price is three hundred eighty-nine thousand here in the U.S. The result is a twenty-one thousand dollar increase in your down payment, assuming you're putting twenty twenty percent down, and a ninety-seven percent increase in your monthly payment from nine hundred eighty-seven to nineteen hundred. Um, so only twenty-one percent of U.S. adults surveyed by Gallup said it was a good time to buy a home, the lowest in the survey's history, which dates back to 1978. And it, it, the funny thing is, is if you look at mortgage rates today, they're, they're relatively, you know, most people my age or older realize that mortgage rates today aren't crazy. I mean, six and a half, six point seven percent 6.7%. I think I paid 7% on my first house that I ever bought uh, at a mortgage rate. So that's not crazy. What was the anomaly was 3%, sub 3%. And so affordability, the problem we have is that uh, either rates have to go back down for houses to be affordable or prices of houses have to come in. I happen to be in the camp that the latter is going to happen, that prices have to come down um, or prices have to trade sideways for a really long time in the housing market for them to be affordable. But we definitely have an unaffordable housing market in the United States. It's, it, there's no question about it because the math is the math. Yeah, that uh, that bites, but it's you know when you look at the distribution of home <laughs> ownership, home ownership, so many. If you're already on the ladder, uh, you're fine, and your mortgage payment seems almost will be inflated away by the dynamic that we're currently experiencing. But we need some, you know, we need that post 
World War II style, 10 years of, uh, like you mentioned, just housing stasis in order to bring prices back to an affordable range. Tim, that was his Spicoli answer. That bites. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the other thing is, too, the, the highest percentage of income ever uh, direct, is American money, like the amount of a household, the highest percentage of their income ever directed towards housing uh, is happening right now. I mean, it's over 30, 33%, and that's the highest it's ever been. Okay, so let's talk about uh, why bonds and what the role of bonds are in your portfolio. So we're not saying that everybody has to own bonds. Uh, that is not what we're saying. But if you are in a certain stage of life or if you have a risk tolerance at a, at a certain level, um, bonds play a very important role in your portfolio. And they are not return drivers. At some point, they may be again. But right now, to say that even at 5.5% on a six-month bond – uh, when you factor in inflation, your return is your real return is essentially zero. So we're not talking about them as a return driver, although it's finally we can talk about yield. We're talking about them for a very specific reason, and they play a very specific role, especially if you're retired and taking income per, from your portfolio. So, Josh, please describe, help people understand that role of, of bonds in portfolios and why they're so important, especially for some groups. We've always had this really simplistic definition, and it. It, they, bond, your fixed income, your bonds exposure has to do only one thing. It's just reduce risk. And uh, it's just this pendulum moving back and forth. And, you know, traditionally uh, in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, corporate bonds were instruments that reduced risk relative to stocks. They had a negative correlation. And uh, that wasn't the case just starting a few years ago when, you know, the desperation and the thirst for yield sent everyone into instruments that typically reduced risk. And, you know, so it's just basically this thing and you have to look and you can go back and look historically like March of 2020, three years ago is a prime example. What did the bond portfolio bond side of my portfolio do when we were in the depths of what was an actually true crisis? And if it traded like a stock, it's not a risk reducer. And there's a lot of people that are looking for juice from what should be the risk-reducing side of their portfolio, and that's not how you're going to succeed over time because that risk-reducing side of your portfolio needs to be a dollar when you're going to need it to either take as a distribution in times of stock market drawdowns or alternatively use and harvest to buy stocks at a cheap valuation when you're rebalancing and, i.e., taking more risk into stocks during market corrections. Or just provide ballast to the portfolio so that your portfolio isn't as volatile as the market. So for a lot of people, they might be 35 years old. They can't stomach the volatility that is owning stocks 100% of their money. And so, you know, we know that over time, stocks are going to be your best performing asset class. And so we just say, okay, well, let's put enough bonds in there that so that you stay invested in the market when the market inevitably corrects because it does once a year. Uh, but not so much that your portfolio performance is not very good. And so bonds play important roles for different people for different reasons. And most of it is that downside protection for one group or another, whether it's they need a place to go when stocks are down to get money or if people just need a smoother ride uh, for their return. You know, if half your money's in bonds and the market's down 10%, you should be down about half of that. So uh, bonds play an important role, in, 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 but just understanding owning the right bonds are also very important. All right, if you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question for us or a comment, call us 877-670-7117 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and email us. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. news, the most traffic, the most weather. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110 KBND Bend. High Desert Chamber Music invites you to join them for their third season of pop-up concerts. This summer, you can once again enjoy a series of free pop-up concerts around town. 
featuring our Spotlight Chamber players and alumni. These short 20-minute performances will be held outdoors and are free to attend and open to all. The concerts will take place in June and July at a variety of locations. For more information about upcoming dates and performers, please visit HighDesertChamberMusic.com. This project is made possible in part by the support of the Pacific Power Foundation and the James F. and Marion L. Miller Foundation. Join us for another summer of presenting high-quality, live classical chamber music in Central Oregon. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. Hello, it's Mike with Highline Homes, and no matter where you are in your family story, Highline Homes has a home plan just for you. Take Ryan, for example. We were younger, and we were just kind of starting out. We'd been renting for several years, and really just like the partnership that we got with Highline Homes. Then there's Bernard, who built with Highline Homes just as he was getting set for retirement. It's the quality of what they do. It's what really impressed me. All the people that came out and worked at our house were so skilled. And Alice just appreciated how smooth the whole Highline Homes building process was from start to finish. Highline takes all of the complication away from you. You're going to have a nice home when you're done, and you're going to have everything that works. No matter where you are in your family story, Highline Homes has a plan for you, and Highline Homes approved lenders have 100% financing offers, so the down payment doesn't have to be the obstacle that it might be otherwise. Get started now with floor plans, virtual tours, and more at HighlineHomes.com. Oregon CCB number 181069. Highline Homes. On your lot on time, Bill Wright. For most kids, summer is the best. But for others, summer is tough because they're hungry. In Deschutes County, thousands of kids qualified for the free and reduced school lunch program. For many, it's their only meal of the day. But when school's out, getting kids their lunch becomes a challenge. No child in our community should go hungry, ever. But you can help, and it's inexpensive. Join the Ben Food Project. When you go to the grocery store, place one extra non-perishable food item in your cart. Just one. Healthy, nutritious things like pasta, tuna, cereal, or peanut butter. When you put the groceries away, put that one item in the green Ben Food Project bag we'll provide you. Every two months, we'll come pick it up. The process is easy, painless, and inexpensive, yet enormously rewarding. Can you help with the can a week? Get your green bag at benfoodproject.com. BenFoodProject.com. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45 non-smoker can get a million dollars of coverage for $75 per month. Level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50 non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for a new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 800-786-9161. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-786-9161. Remember, 1-800-786-9161. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. Uh, if you would like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled. The number here is 800 743 0988 or go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email um, so one of the things that is funny about people is that you know when Josh got a funny email he had a client wanting to move to cash uh, move their account to cash because of the debt ceiling and then once the debt ceiling got resolved it's like back in the market after the market went up 
two and a half percent, but whatever. So the funny thing is, is people think they can time markets based on recession. It's like, well, if we're going into recession, we'll go to cash. And then once the recession's over, we'll get back in the market. But the funny thing is, uh, remember, the market is a is a discounting mechanism. It's, it's pricing things out in the future, right? The market isn't pricing what's happening right now. It's pricing things in the future. Stocks are priced to, uh, for the future. And so, um, you know, when you think about, when you look at the performance of the stock market from the middle of the recession, um, it, it generally is really good. So if you look at, you know, the time from the middle of the recession to the end of the recession, stocks are usually up a ton during that period. And so that's why you have to stay invested. If you, in fact, if you go back to the global financial crisis and, and the market bottomed on uh, March the 9th, 2009, the recession didn't end for six and a half months. And the return of the stocks were over 100% in that period. So, like, if you had waited till the recession ended, you gave up a ton of return. Uh, in fact, I'm looking at some periods. If you look at the 1981-82 recession, if you invested in the S&P in the middle of that recession, um, you would have gained 44% a year after that. Um, and so, you know, the, the, it goes on and on. So you, you can't try to time recessions and, you know, waiting for them to be over before you invest. It just it just doesn't work because markets are forward looking. Um, and the other thing is, if you look at, you know, what's happening so far in 2023, which doesn't make sense to Josh and I, other than markets think interest rates are going back to zero, uh, is that the things that did the worst in 2022 have done the best. And it's not just by a little bit, it's by a ton. So uh, value stocks outperformed last year. Growth stocks underperformed. Growth stocks got clobbered last year, obviously. Growth stocks are decimating value stocks year to date. It's unbelievable. NASDAQ's up over 30% on a year to date basis. Um, you know, last year, if you look at energy stocks, they're up 60 plus percent. Now they're down on a year to date basis. NASDAQ last year was up 30, or sorry, NASDAQ last year was down 30 it's up over 30%. And just so you, for those of you who don't know how that math works, it's still not back to where it was because if you lose 30%, you have to get essentially 70% to get back to even, but that, that's how that math works. So what's crazy to us though is the performance of the market year to date 2023 because the market really is saying, we think interest rates are going back down and the Fed's going to chicken out. And, and I don't actually believe that. I don't think Josh does, but um, he's just going to wait to see what happens and then he'll tell us what he thought. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. a good, that's a good forecaster. I'm All get, right. Getting on the Josh Brown, Josh Brown. Program. There you go. What? Get rich. Uh, <laughs> this comes from, this email comes from Leo. Uh, and Leo says, I'm getting closer to retirement. Is now the time to start making my retirement accounts more conservative? Currently, I'm in 100% invested in large company stocks. No? Well, you know, don't look at the day you retire as like some, I mean, it's a significant event in, within the scheme of your life, but relative to your asset allocation, it should be just another day. Uh, you should have been sort of gearing your asset allocation. Number one, like if you're simply invested in large cap stocks, your portfolio is definitely going to be benefit dramatically from some some version of diversification. But uh, at least as far as your stock to bond mix, the way that we kind of look at that is it. what's most relevant is actually how much income you're going to be taking. And, you know, the starting point really is having three, maybe five years, if depending upon how conservative you are or how immune to market fluctuations you are, you need to look at having a certain number of years worth of distribution set aside in a risk-reducing bond investment that you can draw on during big sell-offs in the stock market. Inevitably, over the course of your retirement, if you're in your early 60s, you know, your life expectancy is another 25 plus years, which means odds are pretty good. You're going to see at least three or four recessions uh, during your retirement. So you need to have risk reducers that you can pull from while you're retired. The date that you retire itself shouldn't be some catalyst for you to actually change your allocation. That should have been done in the in the run up to retirement. You have the, your you know, the, tomorrow is not too late. But it's certainly a time that you need to start considering that. The day itself that you retire is not the relevant one in our eyes. Yeah, Josh is 100% right. That's the sort of – people always think that you get – there's some date that you have to change. And it's like you're slowly, gradually getting it more conservative as you get closer to that date. But it's not like that date is, is really that impactful in terms of making changes. It's changes around that date. Um, and then the other thing I just – the only other comment I'd make is that 
and Josh sort of alluded to it, you know, 100% U.S. large cap stocks uh, has obviously done fabulously well over the last 15 years. We don't know that's going to be true going forward. So, you know, the only free lunch in the investment business is diversification. And so diversifying sort of, uh, you know, thinking about different size companies. So maybe smaller companies, medium sized companies, um, international, emerging markets. So adding some true diversification in your portfolio will probably, in our opinion, not only smooth out returns, but maybe enhance them a little bit when you look at valuations of large cap versus uh, small cap. But um, yeah, Josh is right. It, it's always so funny to us like that somehow retirement date is when you make the changes. But really, when you get to retirement, the changes should have been made and you'll keep making changes as you continue to get older. Uh, but, you know, you know, the idea that you're going to like move all your whole portfolio to bonds the day you retire and that'll be that is not something you can you can do because most people are going to spend 30 plus years in retirement and your only protection against inflation or your purchasing power will will come from the stock side of your portfolio. All right. Uh, we got an email from Todd and Ben. I'm a firefighter who plans on retiring in about four years at the age of 52. Wow. And we're, I'll collect a pension. I've worked enough jo other jobs over the years to qualify for Social Security. I don't plan on working after I retire from the fire service. How can I estimate my Social Security benefit? Will those websites like MaximizingSocialSecurity.com be of any use to me? Can I use it to know if I'll never work a Social Security job or whatever? I don't know what that, that means. But the, I, I wouldn't tell you to go to MaximizeMySocialSecurity.com. I've never heard of that website. Um, but you can go to MySocialSecurity.com. So... Um, or .net or .gov, I guess it is. But so go to mysocialsecurity.gov, uh, create an account. It's the Social Security Administration's um, website where you can create your own personal account. You know, you need all your relevant information. And then they will give you actual data on your situation. So they will tell you about if you've worked uh, the, the amount of, you know, the, the 35 highest year, year, the years, the 40 credits that you need to qualify for Social Security. You say you do, but you might not. You're pretty young to maybe have qualified for Social Security or your 40 credits, the beginning credits are pretty low. So you might want to do something about that. So um, congratulations. Thanks for your service as a firefighter. But uh, 52 is pretty young uh, to be fully retired. And then, you know, figuring out your Social Security, like don't because you qualify for Social Security doesn't mean you're going to take it at 62 automatically. You might want to, if you're if you're still working, delay at least to your full retirement age so you can keep making money. So the, just go to the mysocialsecurity.gov, create an account for yourself, and then you can go on there anytime you want and figure out what your benefits are going to be. But that's that's the information that's going to be most relevant to you because it's going to give you your actual information. Uh, we got an, another uh, email. It says, what are your thoughts on Roth conversions? Uh, if you're in the highest tax bracket and plan on moving and plan on to be there moving forward. <laughs> uh, well, so the, the taxes aren't, I guess, a, a part of your, I mean, here's the deal we tell you about, I, I don't know your age or, or, or your situation, but we, I'll tell you generally what we think about Roth conversions. We are for Roth conversions, n not for the whole uh, traditional IRA. And that's converting your traditional IRA to a Roth. Uh, we're, we're for uh, partial Roth conversions if you have the money outside of your Roth to pay the taxes, meaning you have some money in the bank where you can say, okay, my taxes are going to be 20 grand or 30 grand or whatever it is. I'm going to use that money to pay the taxes. If you're having to take the money from the Roth to pay the taxes, we are against it. So that's our take on a Roth conversion. All right. If you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question for us or a comment. You can call the uh, our 800 number. So it's 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions. So if you have some, be sure to send them in. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
Looking for the greatest songs and singers from the 1950s to today? Barry Manilow, Frank Sinatra, The Carpenters, Neil Diamond, The Beatles, Carly Simon, Michael Buble, and more? Tune into our sister station, Central Oregon's New Gold, 107.7 FM. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRIZZY to learn more. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. This is Kerwin from Midstate Power Products in Redmond. When you need to get the job done, you want the powerhouse of engineering, reliability, and value. That's Kubota. At Midstate Power Products, the choices are endless. Kubota subcompact tractors, large and in-charge ag tractors, and RTVs for work or fun. And, of course, construction equipment. Stop into Midstate Power Products in Redmond now to get zero down, 0% APR for 84 months on select new compact tractors. Now through June 30th, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you'd like to be part of our show, you have a question for us or a comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So there's obviously this AI mania, right? So artificial intelligence mania, I think it's, I I hate it. I hate everything about artificial intelligence. I think it's going to be the end of civilization as we know it. Um, I'm hoping I'm not here to see it, but I have this sneaking suspicion I may be, I'll just be drooling at the time so it won't matter but um you know if you listen to conference calls a year ago there was a you know 36 mentions of artificial intelligence Uh, in the last earning season there was over 190 Um, and so everybody knows that nvidia uh reported earnings and it's funny because their revenues were actually down 13 percent year over year uh but when they gave forward forward guidance they said their revenues in the current quarter were going to be 11 billion which is a record high uh for the company and obviously the stock ripped. It was up 25% in a day and, and has continued to trade higher. It's made back all of its losses from 2022 um, and now trading in positive territory uh, for above an all-time high. Um, and so what's crazy is that it's now, um, you know, there are four companies with a trillion-dollar market cap, uh, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, and now NVIDIA. And it's the first chip company to get in the trillion-dollar club. But what's crazy is that when you look at their sales relative to the other four companies in the trillion-dollar market cap club, it's hilarious. They have $26 billion in sales. The other companies in that club have between 
200 billion and 525 billion in sales. So, you know, the, you could make a case for the valuation of those companies being not crazy. I mean, I, I don't know that they're cheap, but they're not crazy. So, how high is the expectation for Nvidia? <laughs> Nvidia now trades at 38 times sales. 38 times sales or 200 times earnings. We've never seen a price to sales ratio for this high for a company of its size. It's just crazy. Um, the closest comparison we can come to is Tesla, which traded at 30 times sales uh, when they hit the trillion dollar market cap back in 2021. But what happened after that? Uh, obviously, they went on to decline 70% of their stock price, and their sales ratio is now at five times, which is not cheap, but uh, it, it, you know, it's 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 not as crazy. Um, and you know what? We're, we're we're in this place, this weird place. We're, we're, we're told that valuations don't matter anymore as long as the, we're in the age of AI. It's all about growth, uh, and we've certainly heard this before and all the other manias of the past, but they all say that it's different this time. And if you're, you're chasing uh, NVIDIA at 38 times sales, good luck. Speculation is just more diffuse and immediate than it, in, even at the peak of the dot-com bubble because it's like – the number of speculators makes 99 seem quaint. You're just, it's just funny to me to think about buying a stock at 38 times sales and think I'm going to make money on that in a decade. It's it's laughable to me. I guess it's the, the greater fool theory, right? Like somebody else will buy it from me at 40 times sales, I guess. All right. We got an email from Michael. Michael says, uh, I retired a few years ago and have a will and power of attorney. A reasonably good-sized net worth, mutual funds, annuities, cash, and a home with no mortgage, and a long-term health care policy. I've read about trust, but I'm still not clear on the pluses and minuses of setting one up. Why is it better uh, than just a will and power of attorney? Well, Michael, it's not it's not a definite that it is better. So um, there are certain things that trust can do for you that a will can't. Um, a trust is going to be more expensive uh, and and for it to set up, and but it does give you uh, sort of more optionality if that's something in, that's important to you, and it gives you more privacy. Meaning, uh, so what happens is you set up the trust, you put all of your assets except for your retirement accounts in the trust, uh, and when you die, you essentially die broke because your trust owns everything, so that keeps it private. When you uh, have a will, obviously your assets are going to go through probate. That becomes public information, essentially speak now or forever hold your peace against against your estate. Once the judge signs off on your probate, that's the end of it. The trust goes in perpetuity, uh, and a claim could be made against it. But you know, people set up trust for estate planning purposes. So if you have a large estate and you have a, you live in the state of Oregon and you um, you know have over a million dollars, which probably you do in your case, then you have an estate uh, tax problem in the state of Oregon. And so if you're married, um, you can use the trust to, to sort of delay some of those estate taxes after your spouse dies. Um, that's one of the reasons to do it. So there's, And then some people set up trusts to sort of uh, have some control from the grave, if you will, meaning they have some certain things that they want to control after they're gone because they may have minor kids or uh, you know, they, they're, they don't believe that their kids are going to be responsible enough. So they have they keep the trust in place uh, to control those things. So, um, you know, in Michael, in my case, I actually have also a will and power of attorneys and all those things. But at my death, a trust gets set up because I still do have minor children. And so that dictates how um, my grandiose estate is going to be dealt with through that trust. So um, it, it's not cut and dry. You know, people also think that you need to be named Gates or Buffett to have a trust, and that's certainly not true. There's lots of reasons to have a trust, and you don't have to be phenomenally wealthy. Just uh, there are pluses and minuses. The, the best thing to do is sort of, uh, you know, look at the, look at them up, sort of see the differences uh, online, and then you can decide if one or the other makes it. But, but make sure you go see an attorney. Don't do one of these online deals. Um, uh, we got an email from Greg in Central Oregon. Greg says, do I need to carry life insurance after my children have reached adult age? If so, what type makes the most sense? Uh, well, so Greg, you have to decide if you have insurable interests. Insurance is all about having insurable interests. So you may still have a mortgage. And let's say, Greg, you're married and your spouse doesn't work and um, you would want that mortgage to be paid off. And so all insurance, whether you buy whole life or 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 long or, or uh, 
term life insurance is all about having an insurable interest. So in Josh, in my case, uh, both of us have tons of uh, uh, term life insurance because we have young kids and, and spouses that don't work and we have a business. And so I have lots of insurable interest. And so I'm going to continue to have insurance as long as I have insurable interest. Once that goes away, I will be what's called self-insured, meaning my nest egg will be large enough uh, so that I'm self-insured. But, but Greg, we tell this to everybody. The only kind of insurance that we think anybody should have is term. Term life insurance is pretty darn cheap, especially if you're healthy and relatively young, um, because you can cover a period of time. There are a few cases, and they are very, very small. They're usually estate planning related, uh, where a whole life policy makes sense. Uh, but generally, the most people, you know, don't be sold a whole life policy based on in- an investment or any of those kind of things. Term life insurance is definitely the way to go for everybody. But um, Greg, if you have if you have adult children. Your house is paid off. You have enough money. Then no, you don't need to have any life insurance. It's crazy to us all the time. People come in, they're 70 years old. They have a ton of life insurance, but they also have a ton of assets. And we say, why do you have this life insurance policy? And they say, I don't really know. Just sort of kept paying on it. And it's directly deducted from my uh, account. And it might be a whole life policy with a ton of cash. And so they can surrender it. But you always want to make sure if you have insurance that you have an insurable interest. All right. That's our show. We appreciate you listening. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and if necessary, seek professional advice.